New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Good morning, and Rev Z over here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. This happens every Friday morning here at 7 a.m. on the Mountain Time Zone. We're grateful that you're with us and back for another conversation on the topics of the week. Good morning, Z. Uh, you were out last week. We had Reverend Bill sit in for you and had a great conversation. Trust you had a good time. I think you were in Kansas City, correct? Yes, yes. I uh, I had a conference in Kansas City. It was a pretty good conference. Got a chance to connect with old friends and make new friends. And uh, it was a, a fun time was had by all. Lots of good business and good friendship. And uh, that's what life should be about. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Good friendships and good conversations. And that's what we strive to have on Friday mornings, folks, is good conversations. Uh, so please do join the conversation. Leave a comment in the chat box if you like. We'll say a couple of shout outs. Good morning, Wayne. Checking in from Calgary. Good to see you. Morning, Shay, from here in the mountains of Colorado. Good to see you. We are up early. We like to do this early on Friday morning. We figure if we wait until we watch the Friday morning headlines, we'd be here all day. So we're operating, although I did look at a couple headlines today. <laughs> and so here's our main question for the day, folks. Is justice blind or are they just ripping us off? <laughs> um, new allegations have come to light overnight uh, that uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas's wife, Ginny, uh, has been accepting over $100,000 in consulting fees from a nonprofit organization uh, and... Uh, and that, that organization eventually did file amicus, an amicus brief to the Supreme Court. I'm pretty sure that might have, he might have known, Tom, Justice Thomas might have known about that brief before it was filed. I, I can't say for sure, but got a pretty good feeling he had some insider information on that one. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, we, we always talk about, uh, uh, there's always the image of, uh, of the, the justice symbol with the blindfold and holding the scales, tr trying to give this image of, um, of, 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 of neutrality, if you will. And, and that we will look at the evidence and, and satisfy the case. 
excuse me, based on the evidence without looking at the person or place or whatever, right? And obviously that is not the case. Um, you know, it, 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 it looks like when, when, when the lady justice wants to pull the blind down just a little bit to see what's going on, that happens and then it comes back up. <laughs> yep, exactly. And it turns out that, uh, oh, well, I'm not going to give her a description because I don't know what's appropriate, but uh, you may remember the name Kellyanne Conway. She's embroiled in all of this because she was the bag lady for some of this and handed over some of the payments uh, from the nonprofit directly to Ginny Thomas herself. The Washington Post is reporting all of this. Um, they've got it all laid out for you. Uh, please do your research and check and see what's going on here. Um, you know, this isn't, and this isn't, it seems like now is the time, I guess, hadn't thought of this until just now. It looks like the, the Supreme Court is finally getting their Me Too movement, their Me Too moment. <laughs> because Justice Roberts's wife is alleged to have accepted payments uh, or is, is under fire for uh, for having a position with a legal recruiting firm that recruits lawyers that will eventually for um, firms that do argue before the Supreme Court. So you got the head of the Supreme Court, his wife is recruiting the lawyers that for companies that are going to speak in front of him. We know better than this, don't we, Z? Well, you, you would think so. And and <laughs> and and if, if you don't think so, you hope so. Um, that, you know, what is it about justice that, that seems to always be tilted towards those with power, money, prestige, and privilege, right? Yes. If an ordinary person had been caught with these kinds of allegations, they would already be plastered over whatever, paper, internet, newsreels. But now, you know, these things are coming out and, and, and they start leaking them out so that they don't come out with the big bang. And, and, and you, you know, they come out with these small stories first. So if you're not aware, you may not even catch them. And ultimately it appears that they make some backroom deal and these people get away and they keep the money or they pay a little fine. You know, Whereas the average Joe, you catch the average Joe with a, with, a, with 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 some some uh, marijuana that's say something that is legal in in a lot of places. Yep, that's giving them yep. crazy time. Um, and here's somebody who's changing the fabric of our country, and they're getting uh, preferential treatment. It, it 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 it's not fair. It's not right. And it will be the underpinning that tears this country uh, into shreds if we can't get the, the if we can't get the arm of the of the government that is supposed to ensure that everybody is treated fairly and equally under the law, then we have nothing. <clears throat> yes, yes, exactly. Um, I was as I trolled through this morning. I <clears throat> I was reminded of the Lord acting quote: "Power corrupts." And absolute power corrupts absolutely. 
And that is what the, the U.S. Supreme Court has. They do have absolute power. Justice Roberts has recently been said, uh, to paraphrase, if it's, it's not broke, so we're not going to fix anything. Um, and, uh, and refuses to testify in front of Congress about these issues. Um, we've got Neil Gorsuch selling a multi-million property, dollar property just days after he uh, <clears throat> was uh, named to the court. We've got wives embro- embroiled in, uh, you know, uh, let's just call them shady, shady looking uh, uh, exper- uh, events and experiences and agreements. And, or, and, and um, our friend Linda Plasters here says it seems evident that the Sur- Supreme Court justices believe they are above the law. It is stunning that they aren't required to follow any ethical standards. And it does seem like the people we have entrusted to interpret the most nuanced pieces of our Constitution, to really dig in and go paragraph by paragraph and line by line, the people that have worked their entire lives to be in these positions. Again, I come back to you should know. And I think they do. I think they know better. And it's just an absolute power corruption to for for them to continue to do these things and then say that there's nothing wrong here well and and you know the 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 real crux of this matter in my mind in terms of the justices these guys are there for life right that yeah unless you commit some kind of heinous something then we don't know what that is yet because we got a couple of things here that that seem to be not bothering anybody uh uh Looks like some transfer of funds that may not be above board and all of that. Uh, you know, if, if these people are placed for life and they get there by some kind of um, some kind of uh, um, you know partnership with somebody who's going to come before the court, then we're we're done. And then the other part of it is, you know, I keep hearing everybody saying, "Oh, but, you know, these are." These are valid deals. There's no problem with these. Well, then if there's no problem, why don't you declare them? Report it. Right. Be on the up and up. Yeah. So so even if it wasn't, even if it was supposedly above board, it seems shady when you don't report it. It's like, okay, all you have to do is report the money. Uh, I'll report the gift. I'll report the travel. I'll report the consultancy. But you don't. Now I'm starting to think, well... Why don't you? Yeah. That's the the question on the recusal, uh, recusals as well, right? Justice Thomas is accused of of sitting in on court cases where he knowingly should have recused himself. Right. Now, personally, I don't know anybody that won't take a free day off of work and get paid. So if you tell me, hey, I got a free reason to take the week off while you all work on this case, I'm going to the Bahamas. Well, I got to go get on Harlan Crow's boat for a week is what I'm going to do. Yeah. But anyway, you guys go to work. I'll be back next week. Who would refuse that? But again and again, we're now finding cases where justices, from the general public perspective, you yeah. should have recused yourself. You should have stood up and said, hey, I got a conflict here. I know I've got a conflict here. I know I can't be impartial here. I know my wife's being paid off so that I would vote this way on this issue. I'm out. Yeah. And when they don't, and when, and especially Clarence Thomas now, 
not doing that again makes it look even worse. Yeah. You're, now you're knowingly hiding your bias and your and your your. Yeah, and 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 then you look. You know, it it there is a a, a double standard. And I don't know whether it's based on race, creed, color, religion, sexual. I mean, but it's clear that we can see that people of privilege or prestige or money or power or all of them together, <laughs> that when, when, when someone of the common folk does something far less than that, they are not given any kind of... Uh, Break any kind of uh, 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 slap on the wrist, whereas our our leaders continue to do that. Yeah. You know, because now we, you know, we earlier we talked about they just convicted four of the Proud Boys for the Sedition uh, Act on January sixth, right? Now, yep. you know, I mean, of course, that's a totally different thing than than the justices. So don't get me wrong, we're not trying to compare it, but. Uh, you know, they, they've made the case that anyone who has been brought up on charges has been charged. They're going to they're going to have to pay some uh, restitution by some time in jail and probably some fines maybe as well. Um, you know, totally different kind, really can't compare them. But when you look at the justice system of how when it wants to bring uh, its itself to bear, if you will, it does. Yeah. And. I think, you know, sedition can happen violently or it can happen internally with by stacking the courts and the justices and all these people to overlook simple things that benefit the whole people. And, yep. you know, we're on a slippery slope right now. Yep. And, and that's a big part of it. We're on a slippery slope and and the, the Supreme Court appears to be standing up there saying, we're immune. We we stand above the slope. Um, and, you know, what we know is, okay, if they're setting the tone, let's talk some real good metaphysics here, folks. If they're setting the tone, that consciousness is influencing lower court judges. They're, it's influencing circuit court judges. It's, it's influencing the guy that sits on the bench re, handing out parking tickets. Yep. It, it, it yep. influences the whole justice system. And there's a lot of people, especially in this country, that seem to think um, there should be no peace because there is no justice at this point as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, you take you take the situation of, uh, you know, unfortunately, two young people lives are, 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 are drastically changed forever. The, the subway situation in New York, one young man has lost his life. Another young man is now marred for life. But there was a whole debate and still is a whole debate about uh, whether a young man who was a Marine who uh, choked out a, a person on the subway in New York who was acting uh, irrational. Um, I don't I, I haven't seen all of the news yet. That's just coming out. I don't know if I don't think he had a weapon, but but it they show the video with the with the person being choked and two other people i mean and boom now someone's dead another young man i mean i think both of them were under 30 or right at 30 so now two great lives 
mm -hmm. are in jeopardy. And, and so, again, the legal system is going to be put on trial, if you will, to see how they handle the situation. Right. Yeah, exactly. I having folks do not go watch that video. It is not fun to watch. Um, no. And and you can see. Yeah, this is homicide and it's been ruled a homicide mm -hmm. um, and it's been ruled a homicide, which means the consequences are a lot higher and we can't. And just because this guy's a Marine or an ex-Marine or um, any of that, we've got to more than ever. I think it's time for those that see a new view, see a different way to stand up and be counted. And that means not getting out of jury, not blowing, not finding a way out of jury duty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah. we used to tell the we used to tell whatever we could to get out of jury duty. Let's change that around, All right? Let, let's just be straightforward. And I want to serve. <laughs> I want to serve to find a way um, and, and serve this because burying our head in the sand and pretending it it isn't happening or that it isn't happening to me only perpetuates that it's going to happen to somebody else. Yeah. If I lock and, myself and in my own little castle and, and never go outside, it's just going to happen to somebody else. And it's key because, you know, as, as the old adage goes, you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. Right. right? And, and you can be anywhere that, you know, there's not one way to be part of the problem or one way to be part of the solution. There's a spectrum. Find your place and do it. Go to go to jury. I mean, we've said this before. Do jury duty. Go to your local board meetings. Uh, if you, if you're still so inclined, run for an office, school board, city council. Uh, yep. You know, uh, whatever, so that we can begin. Because one thing you said earlier, I wanted to speak to. We understand in, in our in our philosophy and our teachings that vision is key. Vision begins to set in motion the things to create the environment that you are looking to step into. And so right. if we don't have it, I mean, as the saying goes, if you have no vision, you will perish. <clears throat> right. Now we have to we have to be clear that that vision, uh, as we say in, 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 in our teachings, we want a world that works for all. That means the planet, the people, the plants, the animals, everything. So we have to begin to create a vision of that where we where we begin to see the, the continuity and the intersectionality, which is the new word now, of how everything is connected and begin to operate from that basis point and then move outward. Not, not move out here where everything is separate and try to get to to, to understanding of where we see our connection. No, start from the connection and then go out. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it strikes me. There's um, there's some horrific stories in the news this week, folks, that, that we haven't been talking about. And if anybody, um, anybody in Maryland knows what happened in Prince George County um, in the last couple of days, three young men, barged their way onto a school bus and attempted to murder a middle schooler with a semi-automatic pistol. And the only reason this didn't end up being a straight out murder is they didn't know what they were doing with the gun and the gun jammed. However, 
to me, this is an uh, like just another one of those points that if there is corruption at the highest levels and the overall perspective of the country is screw it. I'm just going to take care of myself. I'm just going to protect my stuff and the heck with it. Cause I can't change anything. Cause who, who am I? I can't do anything about this. <clears throat> then we're going to end up with more and more of these incidences, more shootings on our streets, more, there, there was a, there was a, a road raid in, incident here in Colorado uh, day before yesterday. Uh, now, road rage is, in itself is a whole other concern. But when road rage ends up with somebody sticking a pistol out the window and firing indiscriminately in public, that's another concern. And it seems to me all of these concerns come back to people have not having a sense of control or dominion over their own lives. Because the rich are going to screw me and the guys in the middle serve the people, want to be the people that are at the top so they can care about the people at the bottom. Nobody seems to, right? We're not addressing the social ills that cause a child to, a child to pick up a gun and attempt to murder other children. Yeah. I mean, because when, when you say middle school, just, just to be clear, we're talking about 11, 12, and 13 year old kids. Yeah. I mean, exactly. and, and, you know, somehow the, 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 and I, and, 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 and I can definitely empathize and sympathize that the, the, the pressures, the, the so-called ills and, and all of the things that should be dealt with by adults are not being dealt with and they're being pushed down to the kids, right? Every, uh, you know, the kids are feeling it. They're taking on these emotions. They're taking on these situations. They're seeing, uh, you know, a, a projection, a vision of, of the media and 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 social media of how you should be or what you need to be to be successful. And these kids can't process what's real and what's what's not. Right. And so they take on these images. They take on these personas. They take on these attitudes, not knowing how to operate in that sphere and then they feel lonely emptied so now we have increased suicide we have increased uh crimes of 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 uh, uh you know of deadly force by by young people which you know that that's always been around but nowhere near the case it is right, right now yep exactly um yep I hear you. It's interesting. I did read a study this week and I had a, I couldn't find exactly who paid for the study, uh, but I did read a study this week that was pointing to the fact that um, video games are not the problem. That the kids no, do know the difference between right and wrong and know the difference between what is game and what is not. But this what I hear you saying has nothing really to do with the games. This is coming through our TV. This is coming through the nightly news. This is coming through the newspapers. This is coming through. Hey, did you hear so-and-so got shot? Did you hear yeah. so-and-so shot up somewhere? And um, young man was arrested here in Colorado this week for um, was planning to shoot up a Colorado Springs high school. Uh, was in the planning stages and was in the stages of procuring the resources to, and but they were able to to 
get involved and find this out. Now, again, we got to watch the system to see what happens and see where the justice is. Um, the, the various forms of violence are rampant in this country at this point. There, and I know there is ton, so much stuff going on that I don't hear about because I hear mostly about what goes on in Colorado. And there's enough of it here that I'm sure it's everywhere. Well, you know, you just brought up a good point. Uh, reminding me of a good point, which is, you know, local media, newspapers, and things like that are dying. So, yeah. some, you know, so so the prevailing stories that are getting presented to the populace is based on what major media wants you. They they know nothing about what's going on in you know small town Colorado or, or middle sized town uh, Maryland, right? And there are no more local newspapers because they can't afford it. So now perspectives, information that is helpful or information that is informative is being left out. Or at, at, at worst, you're not getting two sides of the story, right? Or you're not getting, at, you know, as Paul Harvey would say, and that is the rest of the story. We're not getting the rest of the story. And so now people are uninformed. They're making decisions on bad or, or incomplete information. And then when things get progressively worse, we want to know why. We have to get involved. We have to have a vision of, of, of how we can be our brother's keeper, of how we can not perish because we don't have a vision. These things are, are key. Yeah. You know, and yes, and you bring us, I think, to, to the main point that you and I touched on in the pre-show, and that is faith. More and more and more people just are losing faith. They're stepping away from organized religion. We know this through through Pew Research and other and other avenues. Um, we see it in our own spiritual communities that um, we have to. And I think so. Here here it is, folks. Right now is the time for all of us to double down on our spirituality, on our sense of faith, on on a deep, deep sense that I may not see it, but I got to trust that something's working out here. I can't see, I can't see exactly why we need to know all this crap about Justice Thomas, but obviously we do so that we know how to vote in the future. So we know how to voice our, our perspective and opinion in a way that doesn't knock it all down, but builds up something new. And it would appear that in many ways we are in the midst of a uh, a restructuring, if you will, of America's government. Of now, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, I'm not one of the seditionists. I'm not saying overthrow the government, but just as we never said defund the police, we said refund the police. Now we need to reimagine what it means to be. At the top of the he at the top of the hill when it comes to our justice system, because um, there's a lot of people out there that would say they weren't treated fairly by the justice system. And 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 you know, one thing should be painfully obvious: we have a document that was created a couple of hundred years ago <laughs> that could not even imagine the things that are going on today 
in terms of legal uh, footing and grounding and so forth. And we are sitting there trying to, to negotiate nuances on something that had no idea of what AI was, that had no envision of what a cell phone that is more powerful than the computer that sent the first rocket in space, right? Um, and so, yeah. we, you know, we have to get rid of the sacred cows um, and, and, and how we rule and govern our country, and begin and and and, and redo it, rearticulate it, moder, moder, whatever we want to call it. We have to do that, or we're going to be in big trouble. And is that not what the Supreme Court was designed? Like, I don't think the founding fathers got it wrong. I agree with you. I agree that they had no clue what computers would be able to do or AI or, or what a 30, uh, what a 30 round magazine could do in, in the hands of a 15 year old. They couldn't even envision any of these things. Um, so I guess until we develop uh, time travel and can go back and say, guys, guys, this second amendment thing, we got to get a little better about that first. We got to get, but until then, um, you know, I, I hear time for another constitutional Congress. It's been yeah. almost two, it, right? We're coming up on 250 years. 2026, 2020, uh, yeah, 2026 would be 250 years. So we're, we're, we're right there, folks. Um, heck, I don't know any organization that hasn't changed their branding, their mission statement and other things over the time they're, they're an entity in, in the world. I, it's a valid question. Is now the time for America to reevaluate and have another constitutional Congress and look at what what's applicable and what's reasonable, what's re, what's appropriate for today's age? I mean, you just look recently, uh, Nostrum is going out of business. Bed Bath & Beyond is going out of business. They had a business model that at one point worked, but now the landscape has changed. And unfortunately, they weren't able to adjust their strategy, vision, and whatever to compete in a new environment. And it they're, they're no longer going to be there. We don't want to be that way. We need to be to look and see how do we how do we recast the vision based on where we are now, not on where we thought we would be 200 and something years ago. Where we are now, recast the vision of where we want to be. How do we include everybody? How do we make this system fair and caring and loving? Uh, but at the same time, to hold people accountable and responsible when they step outside the bounds. Yeah. You know, Linda asks a great question. Um, how would we ensure a broad spectrum representation if a constitutional Congress was to be convened? I think that's a really great question. And I think that's, I don't know that we have a direct answer for you, uh, Linda, because unfortunately our current form of representation does appear to be broken. Our current form of representation, what we know um, has a tendency to, to uh to feed the or serve the the corporations and the organizations more than the people itself 
um, and yeah. to serve the lining the pockets of the politicians. Mm -hmm. So there would have to be a really um, amazing uprising of people in this country willing to serve. And I think we start, I think we start by really starting to listen to each other more. Um, and that, and that can't just be you and me getting in it, going to a, having a, a, a coffee or tea or open for open town hall at our churches and stuff. These kinds of conversations are going to have to start at the top. Yeah. It, our and, leadership is going to have to push this agenda. And what's going to, and, and, and one of the things that I think is going to be paramount in that idea, we have to get the people that are 40 years and younger to get involved because they have 40 more years plus <laughs> to deal with whatever is in the wake we're creating right now. Yeah. And so we have to begin to include the younger people in to get their perspective, to get their input, to get their assessment of what they're seeing. Because as quiet as it's kept, you know, the older generation always says, all oh, them young whooper snappers, da, 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 da. But they are totally in a different world with a different everything than what we can ever imagine. I mean, when I was 11, I was shooting marbles. Uh, I, I was, you know, I, I was... I, I was trying to make skateboards out of old skates on a, on a piece of wood, right? Um, right. Now, at eleven, they they they're finding guns. I mean, it, I mean, they're into a whole new thing. Yeah. So we have to respect that. Yes. Um, yes. It, yes. Exactly. So um, I'm with you, Shay. We need a new vision. Um, and I and I think that. <clears throat> the opportunity is that there is room for a new vision. Mm -hmm. Science of mind. We've been talking about a global vision for 20 years that I know of. It's now, it now goes by a slightly different name and we change the, the words to it and all that a bit here and there and there, but it includes things like envisioning a world where borders are irrelevant where we recognize there are enough resources for everyone and, and we share those resources equally. And, um, and I'm sorry that I didn't have that document pulled up to share with you this morning, folks. So uh, I'm going to put that out on the social networks here real soon, a, a new a way to, to articulate a global vision. And I know there are people doing it. And yes, um, new thought is an avenue through which this is happening. Uh, we still like to play, you know, in our own little circles and create our own little silos sometimes. However, getting behind a global vision of a world that works for all life. Thank you, Sharif Abdullah. Um, yeah, in, yeah. We got we got to give him a shout out. I said it. There it is, folks. Creating a world that works for all. If you haven't read Sharif Abdullah, there's your homework for the week. Um, if you have. Let's get together and let's get some some ideas going. And it doesn't not any one of us is going to change all of this, but all of us together can change every part of this. And so it's time to get to get moving. <laughs> yeah. and, and and hopefully on I think on another program we're we're working real hard to get Sharif Abdullah on our program. Um, yes. 
So, you know, it would be a great time to start propagating that right now. Yep. Let me, uh, let me see. I do believe actually we have him. uh, I thought we had him scheduled. Yes. September 12th. Uh, September 12th, Sharif will be on our Tuesday program, New Thought Today. That's a secondary program that LZ and I host. It's a long form, hour long uh, discussion. And we have great conversations with a lot of people, a lot of really um, deep thinkers, a lot of, of action takers, a, lo- a lot of activists, a lot of spiritual activists, and a lot of spiritual leaders. We have conversations every Tuesday at two o'clock mountain time that take deeper looks at this so we include you uh, we invite you to join us on that september 12th again for sharif here on new thought media network so uh z we are rapidly running out of time here and i know we could continue on and on on this topic because well this is the topic of our day how do we get the globe behind a global vision how how do we and it's going to take community after community um you know, the United States, we got a long way to go to get close. Um, I also would love to hear some stories from the rest of everybody out there on the planet. Where are the examples where this is working? Where where we don't have, you know, we know that Australia, Japan, other places do not have the gun violence that America has. Um, Europe doesn't see the gun violence that we see. Um, they now, these places, I can't speak so much to their justice system. I'm not up to my eyeballs in it. Um, but if you are, let us know. Send us an email, uh, ntmedia.info at ntmedia.org. Uh, we'll get directly to me. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on some of these issues. Um, more so than, you know, the comments are great. Keep those coming. But we'd also like to see hear from you. Um, how you'd like to be involved or where you're feeling called to be involved or where you think you you have an idea that maybe we can promote or that we can promote up the line, as it were. Uh, if you're in America and you're not registered to vote, you're part of the problem. Uh, if you're an American, you're registered to vote and you're not voting, you're part of the problem. Uh, we've all got to. And if you're in America and you're voting and you're not informed about your vote or who you're voting for, you're part of the problem. Um, not all Democrats are are in it for for the, the altruistic aspect of it. Um, so we've got to do our we can't just take other people's words for it. We've got to be active as citizens of planet earth. Yes. Yes. Damn. And, I had no, I mean, no intent to say any of that. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good place. That's a good place to, 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 uh, to put a period there. And that is, you know, and in a nutshell, you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. Yep. Um, now, and I, I, I think everybody wants to be a part of the solution. Before we go, folks, I want to highlight one other thing, um, because I think I would be remiss if I didn't. Brother Wayne, all the way from all the way from Canada, is saying Marianne Williamson for president. That's in the United States. So sorry that Wayne can't vote here for Marianne. Um, and I want to be real clear. Um, we're not an organization that tells you who to vote for or what to vote for. But we are an organization that says it's important to vote. And it's important to vote based on your beliefs 
on your consciousness, on who you are and a vision of a world you'd like to see. If you're not aware of the work that Marianne Williamson is doing to reform uh, American politics, please do check out her information and check out her website. Um, I believe she has a great voice and it's a voice that needs to be heard about how we can uh, reform, refund, reimagine uh, our political system. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's time. So, and if it's not Marianne, there's somebody else out there for you, but find, determine what you really believe in and then find the people that are supporting that and vote there. Cool. You know, folks, we don't, we don't profess that we'll come to a solution on any of the topics we talk about, uh, but we do believe that having the conversations, voicing our perspectives and opinions goes a long way um, to helping every one of us see a clearer vision, a vision of a world that works for all. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Z, before we get out of here? Yeah, I, I, you know, you know, one of my pet, pet last points is is always appropriate. Do your homework, people. Go out and study the legal system. Study the candidates. Study the issues. So as 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 Briz said, you can be informed and make uh, 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 good decisions on how we run this country. Yeah. Amen. All right, folks, we're going to get out of here, but please do stay tuned to New Thought Media Network. we got a full day of broadcasting for you. Up next is Sekou Writes with Be Your Own Hero. Morning prayers happen at 8.15. 8.30 is the morning sip with Rev. Melissa. Um, uh, normally, Emma Moreno is here at 9, although she's on vacation this week. But we have a brand new program we launched this week, and that is Spanish Language Prayer Time at 9.30 a.m. Mountain Time, uh, a 15-minute prayer program completely in Spanish. So if you don't speak Spanish, come listen. It's fascinating. Uh, you'll learn something. If you do speak Spanish, then by all means, please join us. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell others to join us. 10 o'clock, it's Practicing Infinite Possibilities with Lindsay Leinbach. Just One You, The Joy Show with Rev. Barbara Schreiner Trudell uh, is at 1 o'clock. I'll be back at 5 with The Good News. And Rev. Michael Mangus is with us for the Fireside Chat at 6 o'clock. We wrap it all up at 8.15 evening with our evening prayers. I want to thank you for being a part of what we're doing here on the New Thought Media Network. And until next time, we want to wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.